Are you sitting comfortably? Then we'll begin. Welcome to episode 174 of There's Still Time, the AFTN podcast. It's our final hello from Wales, soon to be a hulfoir, goodbye, as the Whitecaps have wrapped up their pre-season camp in Newport and Cardiff. It's been an excellent trip, two weeks of really hard work, really hard slog. Three games, one loss, two wins, two comfortable 4-0 wins, the most recent of which came on Thursday against Bristol City. I have to say it was quite a poor-looking Bristol City side. You can kind of balance it up by saying, was it that they were poor or was it that the Whitecaps made them look poor? Either way, it was a 4-0 thrashing. It could easily have been a lot, lot more. A couple of outstanding performances most of all from Alfonso Davies. Two goals, the second of which was a crack and run and shot into the bottom right-hand corner. Kakutamani did well as well, linked up really good with Alfonso, and as we've talked about, that's just such an exciting prospect to have Alfonso tearing up the right wing, Kakuta tearing up the left wing. Another clean sheet as well, second in a row. You could kind of say that the Whitecaps had three clean sheets really in the games because the, the goal that they did let in against Cardiff was a, a howler from Paolo Ternaghi where he just threw the ball straight to the, the Cardiff guy who chipped the ball over him into the net. So we're going to say three clean sheets. The game against Bristol, some of the guys got 45 minutes. Alfonso was taken off at that time with a, a couple of others. Some guys saw 60 minutes, some guys saw 80 minutes, some guys saw all 90 minutes. So it was, it was a bit of a mix in, in that last game. Backline once again looked very solid. It was the first time to see Kendall Wasser on the pitch this pre-season. Although we're still yet to see Bola actually play some, some minutes as Costa Rican counterpart. But Kendall came in, played a little bit beside Timmy, played a little bit beside Francis de Vries. Tim Parker and Christian Dean looked good and very solid again. Now we know that for the first kick MLS game against Philadelphia, Kendall is going to be suspended. So you are looking that it's likely to be Tim Parker and Christian Dean that are your starting centre-backs for that. Christian's done well this whole camp. And I do have to say that his distribution is some of the best I have seen from a central defender. Some pinpoint accuracy with his long ball, some great passes, almost Pedro-esque, you could say. And he's really, really challenging Kendall Watson, I think, for one of those starting spots. And I have Tim Parker penciled in definitely as 
getting one of those two spots. But if Dean can come in, do well, who knows, he might get the Champions League game as well. But if he can do well in that first kick game against Philadelphia, it's hard to kind of drop him from the team. Up front, the goals are coming. Definitely looks a, a right handful. The, the Caps, they, they're still tinkering a little bit with their lineup. Jordi Reyna hasn't joined the team yet. He will join them in Vancouver next week and travel down to Portland. Now, for all you people out there who's thinking that Reyna is coming in as the number nine, he's not. He's going to be a guy that's playing either off the number nine or, which we think is what's going to happen, he's going to be playing in the number 10 role with Kakut on the left and then Bola, Alfonso, Teixeira, those guys kind of playing on the right wing. Teixeira and Mosquita again had a, a good little cameo appearance against Bristol City there. Teixeira starting to look a little bit back to his best, which is good to see. Up front, still be no movement on that number 9 DP striker. We spoke a little bit with Robbo about it. Can't say too much, but what we can say is he is definitely still looking. There's a couple of targets in mind. And he does hope to add a number 9 DP striker. Maybe not within the next week. Maybe not within the next two weeks. But by the start of first kick... The Whitecaps will have that number 9 DP striker. Still a few things delaying it. There's still some transfer markets over in the world. Negotiations, what money's available, roster places, roster possible moves, everything like that. So don't fret. Remember what Jordan Harvey said in the last podcast. No need to freak out. And it's hard to, to maybe gauge too much uh, against the opposition that the Whitecaps have had. Under 23 teams... Some stronger than others. Cardiff were the, the toughest test. Then Oxford and, and then Bristol City, really. And the Oxford and Bristol City games were 4-0 blowouts. But a lot of promising signs. They move on now to Portland next week. They're going to train in Vancouver on Monday. Head down to Portland on Tuesday. Train in Portland on Wednesday. And then they've got games on the Thursday, Sunday and Wednesday in the Portland Invitational Tournament. So it's going to be good to see... They look to be flying in Wales. Just how good is that team? How good is that chemistry? And what are they going to look like against MLS opposition? So what everyone wants to know. Well, we're going to find that out soon. I'm heading down at least for the first two games. We're going to head down for, for the whole week. But it's going to be pissing down by the looks of it. And going down with the wife and dog to the Oregon coast in that weather, maybe not ideal. So we might just have a few days in Portland, cover the first two games, bring some audio for that, and then head home. Now we talked about the additions coming in, or the the big addition that everyone's looking for. There hasn't been that many so far. Shannon Williams is the the main guy that's been brought in at right back. He hasn't seen any minutes on the pitch yet either. He's still doing some rehabbing. And there's been some big departures. And the biggest of which, of course, was captain and designated player Pedro Morales. Now Pedro has landed in Chile at Colo Colo, playing alongside Octavio Rivero who has been lighting it up a little bit down there. Always the case. And on the coaching side, the, the big departure was goalkeeper coach Marius Rofta. And it's kind of weird not hearing Marius yelling at, at the goalkeeper out there. But the Whitecaps have found a fantastic replacement in Scottish goalkeeping coach Stuart Kerr. Now this is Kerr's third MLS team. He's had stints in Toronto, Orlando, now in Vancouver. Comes highly recommended. We'll talk a little bit about that later on. And his journey into coaching is an interesting one. He was a backup keeper at Celtic, was forced to to quit the game aged only 26 with a back injury, wasn't really sure what to do, went into coaching, 
and then just gone from strength to strength and, and the rest is history. Great capture by the Whitecaps. He's really going to bring this goalkeeping group on. And we got a chance to sit down with Stuart in Wales, sitting in the dugout looking out at the beautiful Dragon Park pitch, just having a natter. Some Scott and Scott action. No, you always like that. So I talked about a number of things, his career, his journey to Vancouver, and he really, really rates the, the Whitecaps goalkeepers as the best goalkeeping group in MLS. So let's hear our chat now with new Whitecaps goalkeeping coach, Stuart Kerr. So Stuart, I guess the first thing to really ask you is, what was it that tempted you to, to leave the heat for of Orlando <laughs> to, to come to the, the rain and stuff in Vancouver? But, but really, what, what attracted you about coming to the Whitecaps? I think there was two things for me. Um, it was personally and professionally. Uh, obviously, my wife, she, she lives in Canada, and my daughter lives in Canada. So um, family-wise, it was better because in Orlando, I was down there by myself and stuff like that. Um, but also, for me, more, more importantly, was professionally. Uh, Rob was a guy that I've always like admired from afar as a coach and the whole staff here, the way the clubs run. It's always a club I've looked at, they treat people correctly and the way they want to build a club, everything they're doing behind the scenes with the training facility, which is a massive thing for the club. Everything about the club has always been class and it's right for the talk from Bob, from Greg, everybody. So it's, it's like a thing I've looked at and I've went, you know what, if I ever get the chance to go here, I would, I would take it. You came over to Toronto, was it 2011? 20, it was 20, just at the end of 2011. What was it that tempted you to, to leave like the comfort zone, I guess, of Scottish football to, to come over to MLS? Well, it was always something that I've, I'd always looked at. I was lucky enough when I was uh, playing with Celtic that we would always go to like Florida, funnily enough, for like uh, winter breaks. And I could see the game growing. And um, I was actually with Motherwell and it was like, I was, my wife actually got a transfer to Toronto and I was going to go over a year earlier, but Craig Brown was the manager and Motherwell and he asked me to stay on another year and for my development it was probably the right decision working with somebody like that. And um, so what happened was basically at the end of the season I was very lucky, Aaron Vinter was the manager, I knew him through Pierre Van Hoydonk who I played with at Celtic um, and also I knew Paul Manor a bit so when the... The job came up, probably the one job that I really wanted at the time because there's not many jobs. Yeah. Um, I managed to get that, so it was like a perfect fit for the family and professionally. Same as here, actually, the way it's worked out here. And like you're coming to a team, it's a, an all UK backroom staff, which is very rare in MLS to start with. But does that that help and that attraction make you fit in a little bit more? I think obviously it helps because we'll be familiar with the way they work, the way we work. But I think in this staff, especially if you look at Robo, he's played played everywhere, he's played in MLS at different teams, he's been at been at Toronto, he's been at Red Bulls, now he's at Vancouver, so he's got a great experience. Gordon's fantastic, I mean he's with the young players absolutely unbelievable. And if you look at Perty, like where he's worked, premiership jobs and stuff. And obviously I've I've worked in Scotland and now and obviously I've now worked this is at my third MLS club. So we can bring I'd like to think we can bring the best of both worlds. You know, we can bring like the professional the real like nuts and bolts stuff from here to add into like the MLS where it's like okay we know how they own, we know the inner workings we know the league we know the players and hopefully that marries together now you've not had that long with the guys so far I guess not even a month yet with the, with the guys but from what you've seen of the, the three main keepers Spencer Paolo and David 
there's a, a good crop of young guys coming through as well. So how do you rate the, the goalkeepers at the club just now? For me, I think it's the best group of goalkeepers in the MLS, and I don't say that um, lightly. Um, even even when I was at Orlando, I looked at it because. I think starting with Spencer, you've got, you've got, I mean, Spencer's 24, but he's young in North American goalkeeping terms, but from the short time that I've worked with him, he has all the potential in the world. Like, his technique is absolutely second to none. His maturity is second to none. All he needs now is to be seasoned, and hopefully I can bring that. Palo, for me, is a guy that is a fantastic role model, fantastic professional but also as well he has the ability to come in and play at any given time. If, if, if David had to go down injured, he wouldn't have any worries with Palo because he has that strong mentality. He can go on with it. Very, like, he's a fantastic role model as well, fantastic professional, outstanding. And then you've got David too, in my opinion, when he's at his best, is easily in the top three goalkeepers in the MLS. And, um, and I think this year is a really big year for him. Because probably the perception was last year that he never had his, like, I mean, whether I agree with it or not, it doesn't matter, but the public perception is that he maybe never had his best year last season. Yeah. I, 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 genu I genuinely believe that, that I can, I said to David, I said, your, your focus this year has to be to be the best goalkeeper in MLS, and then everything else translates, translates to the team. And if he focuses on that and we work diligently enough, I think he can be the best goalkeeper in MLS this season. Your own career, it was cut short through injury yeah. at, at 26, but I mean, I, I remember you being at Celtic, you were the understudy to yeah. the legendary Packy Bonner. A player like Paolo, who he's not only really going to get minutes if David gets hurt or gets suspended, I guess you can really relate to him because you were the understudy to Packy for so many years, so yes. you're only getting your chance whenever yes. he was like out of favour or whatever. I think, I think it's, a, it's a very, very hard position to fill in MLS because you have to have the right mentality for it, you have to have the ability and you also have to be a fantastic teammate. Because you're going to train a lot more, you're going, to, you're going to have to do a lot of extra stuff and then you have to be physically and mentally prepared to step in and I think Paolo ticks all the boxes for that fantastic guy to have around. When your career does come to an end at such an early age like, like yours did, did you know what you wanted to do? I mean, <laughs> was, was coaching something that you always wanted to get into? Really not, it wasn't. Um, to be brutally honest, when I finished my career, I finished that early, that I, re I really didn't know what I had to do. So I probably had like a couple of aimless years um, trying to figure out, probably doing the things that I couldn't do because I was like a pro basically from like 15. So like, I couldn't do that. So I, I probably spent a couple of years doing the things that I couldn't do when I was a pro. And um, did that for a couple of years. And then it was time to actually, it was either to get a real job or, or keep in the game. So I went away and I did my, my licences and stuff like that. I got them in very early. Like worked like for nothing basically with, with Burnley, I, I did other stuff with Wigan, just like gaining experience. And then I was very lucky when Kenny Black was the manager of Airdrie and he gave me the opportunity to come in and work with him. And I, I think I was very lucky because I'm a great believer of your first job, that if you work with somebody who's got a high work ethic, then that will stand you in good stead. And Kenny Black, even for a small club like Airdrie, was the way the way he did it. He tried to be as professional as possible, and his work ethic was second to none. And um, I was very, very lucky getting at that club. And then going to Motherwell, kicking on again. Jim Gannon, to be fair, he wasn't a lot of people's cup of tea, but he took a chance in me and hired me over other goalkeeping coaches. And um, 
and then obviously I worked with Craig and I worked with Stuart. But I was very lucky at Monaville because the two goalkeepers I worked with were John Ruddy and Dan Randolph. So <laughs> you couldn't have probably two better goalkeepers to work with. And I'm a great believer a goalkeeping coach is only as good as his uh, goalkeeper. So I was very lucky in that extent. And you, you obviously come very highly recommended. Uh, even just a like quick search of you online, it throws up a lot of great yeah. comments about you. Are you happy to, to, to be over here? Would you, is there a hankering to go back to the UK at any point? To be brutally honest, no. I, I think I, th- I, th- I think I think this is where it's at. I think the the, the league's grown. I love the diversity of the league. New teams coming on as well. But I just think it throws up it actually throws up different challenges because you have to work within a salary cap. I think it betters you as a coach, really. I think if you if you if I to go back to Britain now or Europe. You'd, I would actually be looking around going, so all I have to do is coach. I don't have to worry about salary caps yeah. and, and all that. I think it brings in a whole new set of skills. But for me, I, I've, been, I've been over here now since 2000, the end of 2011, and I've not had any hankerings to go back. Obviously, you never say never because you never know, but it would have to take something special. Just very last thing, how have you found this whole trip to Wales? Is it weird being back in the, in the UK in, in this environment, I guess? But, I mean, it's fantastic facilities that that's been put on for you here? I think it's been fantastic. I think it's, speaking to the coaches from last season, it was, they think, I mean, and, and I know so, you can see the intensity level of the guys and the fitness level, I think is way higher compared to last season. I think the games have been excellent. I think it's brought us up to speed, especially with the Champions League game coming up. But I think when you train in this sort of environment, it's a proper football environment. And I think the players have really enjoyed that. Obviously, it's a bit of the travel, but I think that's been way far outweighed by the way we've been looked after here proper camp the sessions have been fantastic and it's a real real professional environment and I think you can see that in the players okay, thanks so much for your time no Stuart problem, and good luck this season so Stuart Kerr there the Whitecaps new goalkeeping coach and we mentioned that he comes highly recommended like you just have to do a quick search on Google and you'll find a couple of really good articles one of them dating back to his time in Toronto when Brazilian international goalkeeper Julio Cesar was with Toronto on loan for a spell before the 2014 World Cup. And Julio Cesar is quoted as saying that Stuart Kerr is the best goalkeeper coach that he's ever worked with. So high praise indeed. Watching him in action over in Wales, he was certainly putting the Whitecaps goalkeepers through their paces and he's been a great addition to, to the coaching staff here. And another thing which we kind of referred to in our chat there is the fact that Stuart is joining a very, very rare thing in MLS. It's an all-UK coaching staff. And that doesn't just cover the MLS team. That also kind of trickles down to USL, to residency. You've got on the MLS squad a Welshman in Carl Robinson, an Englishman in Martin Pert, and two Scotsmen now, Gordon Forrest and Stuart Kerr. Going down to WFC2, we're still awaiting who the new coach for that will be. A little bit of a, a update on that. They are still doing interviews. I believe they've got it down to a final four. And although WFC2 are back training this week, they want to take some time to make sure that they get the, the right coach in charge. But WFC2's in good hands just now. Assistant Steve Medley and Reagan Hall are taking the team. Steve Medley is a, a good Leeds boy. So uh, another Englishman at, at the club. And then going down to residency level, at under-18 level, you have a Scotsman in Rich Fagan. And at under-16 level, you've got an Englishman in Adam Day. And then going down to under-14 level, you have the Welshman, Robert Earnshaw. So it's quite a unique situation at the club. 
keeping a, a set philosophy and background, I guess, in football as well. And I might be a little bit biased, of course, coming from there, but I think that can only be a good thing. So we talked to Stuart there about the goalkeepers in his charge. He had great words for Paolo Tornaghi and Spencer Ritchie. But as you heard, he feels that David Usted is easily a top three goalkeeper in MLS when he's on form. And you could argue that David didn't have the best 2016 season. There was a couple of howlers there, but they were kind of made up by the fact that he had some fantastic games, saved the Whitecaps a, a lot of points, saved him a lot of goals. 2017 is definitely a season where he needs to kind of consolidate where he is, but go to the next level as well. He's a key component to the Whitecaps. When David's on form, he's almost unbeatable. He maybe hasn't been tested a lot down in Wales here. The, the games, there, there hasn't been a, a lot of competition, I guess, and a, and a lot of shots for him to save. But when he has been called upon, he, he's kept three clean sheets in the three games. So I had got a chance to catch up with him just before the last game against Bristol City. So let's hear from David now, just talking about the season past, the season to come, whether it's a little bit weird not having Marius Rovda shouting at him, and all things Whitecaps. Uh, so, David, the uh, Wales camp's kind of coming to an end. How have you found the whole experience down here the last couple of weeks? I think it's been positive. I think we've done uh, a lot of good work uh, here, and um, I think everybody looks looks fit and, and sharp, and uh, this was the purpose of, of this trip, uh, getting the fitness in, getting that little bit of sharpness, and, and leading into uh, some important games um, in Portland and, and ultimately uh, the, the big uh, CONCACAF. You've had a few pre-seasons now with the Whitecaps, mostly in Arizona at this stage of it. Apart from the weather being very, very different, does it just felt different, this camp? Does it look different? Yeah, no, it has. I think it's it's uh, been more of a grind, uh, and that's actually meant in a, in a positive way. Um, we've, we've gone here, and, and as you see out there, the pitches are fantastic. But you get out, and it's, it's a little colder, it's a little... Um, it's a little wetter, uh, and, and that I think toughens you up and, and uh, makes you uh, makes you appreciate uh, coming back to Vancouver. Um, but it's 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 been positive. It's been a, I guess a long off season, first season for a couple of years that there's been no playoffs. Did you do any reflecting in the off season just as to what might have gone differently, or do you just put that all behind you now? No, I think we need uh, to obviously learn from what happened last year, and I think we've we've all said that the consistency and and, uh, and the standards that we set out uh, for the team and for each other out there on the pitch. Um, they dropped last year and, and wasn't there, uh, and, and that's something that this year we, we need to, to make sure that, that everybody's up to that standard and everybody uh, um, knows their role and their part uh, in this team. Uh, and for me, uh, the offseason was, was uh, um, an opportunity to, 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 to get some work and to, to do um, a lot in the gym and, and come in even stronger and, and, and faster, and um, that... Uh, is, is maybe the silver lining of, of going out early. We wanted to be in the playoffs, but it it allowed uh, allowed me to to, to to get some some good work in. And there's, there's been the preseason game so far, and you obviously you can't read too much into that, especially when you're you're playing the 23 opposition. But they've been competitive, and the defence it's looked different. It just feels different out there. It just seems a lot more confident, a lot more composed. Yeah, uh, you're right. I think we're all very aware of that. We need to be. Uh, 
a, a good defensive unit down there and, and uh, stick together. And, and this, this, this training campus has been a good way to, um, uh, to, to get that defensive unit together and get to know each other, and, and that'll continue into Portland. This whole thing is is a process of, of getting into uh, getting into that first game in in, um, in New York and then being ready for it. But like you say, I think I think we've looked we looked sharp and then um, the process of these games, uh, whether it be U twenty three opposition or coming into Portland MLS opposition, it, it's about us and it's about what we need to get out of it. And does it feel a bit weird not having Marius out there? Yeah, uh, it, it, the first couple of days it, it obviously did. Uh, but uh, Stewart's come in uh, with with uh, great uh, enthusiasm and, and a great energy, and and as I think picked up every uh, goalkeeper and, and made sure that we're sharp and we're uh, in shape. So uh, it's it's been a, a really good um, really good training camp with him, and, and I look I think everybody's looking forward to getting to Portland and continue this work. I had a, a chat with Stuart there, and he says you're easily one of the top three keepers in MLS. And this is a season for you to go out and prove if anyone had any doubts about last season, they've completely unfounded. Do you feel yourself that you had a a good season? Or obviously you're always wanting better, but I mean, what do you challenge yourself to do this year to to go to the next level? I challenge myself to to get better and better. Uh, As each step uh, I take, I think I had a good season last year. I had... uh, um, Things that I did very well and uh, and saved uh, points for the team, but I also had uh, issues with with some of the goals that gone in and wanted to do better. And I'm always going to be like that. Every time there's a goal going in, I'm always going to look back and see if I can do something different, get better, get faster um, to maybe get there. And that's what this whole season is about. It's about um, holding those standards high. Uh, and I know Stewart uh, is, is going to help me to do that. And you were at the, the Arsenal game last night. Have you had much time to do much sightseeing just in general? Or has it been all work, work, work this trip? It's been a lot of work, which, which has been good uh, to, get, to get that training in. Uh, we went into Cardiff uh, one night to have a dinner uh, together, everybody, and um, just go and see that. And, and uh, well, last night I, I got to see a little bit of London uh, in by Oxford's uh, circus and that. But uh, it's, been, it's been mostly work. Just last thing, Champions League games come in thick and fast. What would it mean to you to make history with the club, to, to take the club into semi-finals, finals? You don't want to look too far ahead, but got a chance to, to do something that no MLS club has done. How much does that motivate you guys? A lot. I think it's uh, it's a huge motivation to to not only make uh, history for this club, but but make history for, for MLS teams. Um, I do think we have a chance. Uh, I do think we need to be uh, pragmatic about it and, and make sure that we do things correctly uh, and, and make sure we focus all on, on New York. But uh, I think this team is ready to, to take those steps and um, I'm very motivated to, to be a part of that history. That's great. Thanks so much and good luck for this season. Thank you. Thanks, David. Cheers. So David Usted there. Still a very key component of the team. We're looking forward to seeing how many points he saves us this year. And that is basically about it for our final pre-season podcast from Wales. We're going to be back on Sunday with our first radio show. That's going to be on CITR Radio. You can listen at 101.9 FM. Also listen online. But fret not if you can't listen live at 11pm, which I know a lot of you can't. The podcast will appear on Monday in all the usual places. So however you get it just now, 
whether it's iTunes, whether you download it from Podbean, whether you get it on the AFTN website, Google Play, it's still going to be there. No change in that regard at all. We're just going to a wider audience and having some live shows. And we're going to have a phone-in element, not for the very first show, because obviously we're going to still be working out some teething problems. I'm still convinced we're not going to push the right buttons and we're not actually going to go out live, but we'll see what happens there. Thanks for listening to this episode. I'm Michael McCall. You can follow me on Twitter at AFTN Canada. Read all our stuff away from the numbers, AFTN.ca. I'm also the White Cats beat reporter for MLSsoccer.com. A couple of good articles up there this week. A piece I did on Kakuta Mane, a piece on Alfonso Davies. We're going to bring you the full and edited Alfonso Davies audio in our first show on the radio on Sunday. So watch out for that. So until then, as always, thanks for listening. Take care. Goodbye from Wales. Hello, snowy Vancouver. And mourn the caps. Going to your first match is an experience you never forget. The atmosphere of what's going on around the pitch looks beautiful and you always look and go, wow, I'd love to play here one day. If you get the bug, it's going to stay with you for life. Mm.